I'm Jeff. I'm one of the pastors. I'm um, happy to be here with you guys this morning. We are um, in the year of yes, as you know. And uh, we're in the year of yes. It's a great year. Uh, we, we've, we've focused it on this, this verse in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 that says, no matter how many promises God has made, they are all yes in Christ. And so through him, we say amen. Through him, we bring our yes. We go, yes, so be it. All right, you do it then, God. So uh, this is the year of yes. We did a, a, a series talking about his promises. We did a series talking about hope. And we're in this uh, Advent series. Um, and we're calling that the uh, encounter. Advent's about the greatest encounter, isn't it? It's about the coming of the Savior. It's about God invading the world. It's about God becoming taking on flesh in order to save the world and redeem us to himself. So this is what the encounter is. This is, the, this is what Advent is about. It's the biggest encounter that there is. And so, of course, we're going to want to make this part of our yes because this is God's, our year of yes, because this is God's big yes, this encounter, this Advent. God is like, yes, I have planned to come and bring a Savior to the world that people would be free from their sin, would be healed of their brokenness, and would be in the kingdom of God. So this is God's big, giant yes. So that's why it's part of our year of yes. We started Advent last weekend in the Thanksgiving service. That was the first week of Advent. And uh, in our gathering, if you were here, you know, we just, we sort of had an open mic and we talked about the things that God had done. And we were beginning to talk about this enca- uh, encounter that we're going to do all, all month long. We talked about our, enca- our encounters with God, the places where we've seen God show up. And do you ever get tired of hearing people? Thank you, Pastor Rick. Telling the story about how God came, sought us, and found us, and rescued us. Do you ever get tired of hearing that? I mean, and that was what last week was about. It was just this swelling of God's at work. God is faithful. And I love sort of the theme I kept hearing through the sharing last week where it was this idea of, um, like, I couldn't have imagined five years ago or a year ago or a month ago. I couldn't have imagined that I would see God start to come through for me that God would come and capture my heart, that God would come and heal me, that God would come and show up for me and give me the strength that I needed. Man, this is good news. So we're talking about encounters, and we started that last week. And this week, I want to look at, um, and for the rest of the Advent, the next three Sundays, we're going to talk about some of the people that engaged with God, encountered God in this Advent story, in the Christmas story. And I want to talk about Mary. So my sermon is about Mary and uh, her yes, the encounter and Mary's yes. Before I get to the text, which I love and I know you'll love, I love the Christmas text, I want you to kind of know the theme and the thesis of what we're really looking at. Why are we talking about encounters in Advent and why is it in this series of yes, this year of yes? And it's because this, friends. We believe that our lives are full of yes or no moments. Our lives are full of them. Our lives are full of yes and no moments. They happen all day, every day throughout our entire lives. We're faced with yes or no moments. Why? Because our God is constantly seeking to encounter us. Our God is on the move at all times. He never slumbers and he never sleeps and he is on the hunt to love and engage people's hearts, to encounter them, to capture their hearts, to woo them into a relationship with himself. That's what our God does. He's constantly seeking to do that. 
This is, this is incredible news that this is what God is about. And so because God is always on the hunt for us, that God can find us in, in, in solitary confinement, that God can find you in your cubicle, that God can find you in your family, that God can find you through your addictions, and that God can find you through your baggage, and that God can find your heart through all the brokenness, right? I mean, isn't that, that's amazing that God can do. That's God's yes. And through all of that, because that's what God does, then our days are ours, really, are filled with yes or no moments because God's seeking to capture us with his purpose and his plan and his will and his truth. And we have to respond. And I don't know if it was this hour or if last hour, Pastor Rick, I, he, he actually said the words and didn't know what I was preaching on. He, last hour, he said the words. He said, you know, God came to him in these dreams and this vision and, and even in a Bible hitting him on the top of the head. But he goes, and I could have said no. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Our lives are full of yes or no moments because God is constantly seeking us. And so we want to be his amen people, his yes people. His amen means so be it. All right, God, you come and I'm going to be your person. So this is what we're looking at. So we want to talk about people who encountered God and had yes or no moments in this Advent story because Advent is such a picture of this God who's coming to encounter us. Um, Luke chapter 1, if you have your Bible, uh, is the uh, text for this morning. It's an Advent text. It's a Christmas text. So good. Luke chapter 1, starting verse 26 through 38. Here's the word of the Lord. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Don't you love the Bible when it just, just... The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus, and he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. First, I want to look at this. Uh, I want to look at God's initiative in this encounter. We want to parse this encounter. We want to parse the, the idea of yes or no moments coming to each and every one of us because God's constantly seeking to encounter us. I want to look at this on God's end of this encounter. I want to look at God's initiative. And first, it has to be said that he's always taking the initiative. God is, and I've, I've already said that, I've already preached that, but we have to remember that God is always seeking. He's always taking the initiative. He's always seeking to encounter us. It's his heart. It's his yes. He's always on the hunt for it. Friends, he never gives up seeking for people's hearts. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. He came to give sight to the blind. He came, came to allow the, the, the broken 
to be, to be healed. He came to set the captives free. This is what our God does. He's always seeking to set us free. And you know he's always seeking everyone in the world. You understand that, right? You understand that the people that you long for who have no concept of God, who have no relationship with God, people that you, humanly speaking, have gone sort of to the place of being beyond hope that they'll ever get it. My friends, he is on the hunt for their hearts. You believe that? Now, I, I was taken by what something Pastor Rick said in, in, in the, the testimony this hour. He said nobody shared the good news of Jesus with him. Did you hear that? God was seeking the brother, and it could have been that it purely just needed somebody to say, do you know that God is after your heart, dear brother? That's another sermon. But you know what? Whether we're out there, whether we're taking the risk, whether we're sharing the good news, whether we're living the good news, you got to know that this is God's initiative, and he is on the hunt for people's hearts. He desperately loves them and wants to see them reconciled to himself. He's always seeking. This is the first thing we got to know about it. It's, it's been, that's, and that was his plan in Advent. His plan was to send the Savior. From the very beginning, his plan was to send a Savior as his initiative, seeking a relationship with us. But I want to talk about what characterizes his initiative, and I got to go fast through them, but I just want you to see these, and then we'll talk about Mary's response. First, his message, his, this is his initiative. His message is one of favor and of peace, of peace and of favor. His message is one of peace and rest, and healing, and good news. His, his message is one of favor. If you look back at the text, Mary, verse 28, the angel said to her, greetings, you who are highly favored. Don't you love that? You are highly favored. And then later on, you know, when she was troubled at his words, the angel said to her in verse 30, don't be afraid, you've found favor with God. Friends, that's the same word that we know so well in Christianity as grace. Mary, you're highly graced. This is God's initiative. This encounter is about the grace of God. He's not waiting for you to figure it all out, to pull it all together, to, to live differently, to conceive of yourself as not as a demon or not as an evil person or not. He's not waiting. He, he has graced us to say, I'm coming to you just as you are. See, Mary at that point, she was probably 13 years old. Did you know that? 13 or 14 years old, maybe 15. But right after puberty, they were betrothed. And this is what she was. She was just a kid. She hadn't been proven to be the, my apologies, Catholics. She hadn't proven to be the best woman in the whole world. She was just a kid. And God said, guess what? Here's my heart for the world. Here's what our encounter looks like. It is highly graced. Is that good news to anybody? And so you don't have to be afraid because there's no fear of judgment. The Lord is with you. What? How can the Lord be with me? I'm broken. I'm a sinner. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gang leader. How can the Lord be with me? Because you're highly graced. Do not be afraid for you have found grace with your relationship with God. So first of all, you just got to know that this encounter, this initiative is about one, his message is one of peace and one of favor. And I tell you that because we sometimes think that maybe God's message to us is one of condemnation and rebuke. God's message, God's initiative, God's encounter with us, that stuff is just a given. 
that we don't deserve to be with God, that we're to be rebuked for the crazy and ignorant and, and self-destructive ways we live. Come on, that's just a no-brainer. That's a non-starter. God knows that. God's message to us is that we've been highly graced. He goes, in spite of all that, here comes my grace. Let's encounter. And this isn't just for Mary. This is for everybody. And I even know that from the Christmas story. Luke chapter 2, the next chapter in, uh, in the story of the shepherds. Listen to this. If you have your Bibles, you can turn. It's not on the screen. But there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, watching over their flocks at night. Don't you love the Christmas text? Don't you make, can you think of Linus? Is that what you're thinking of right now? There were shepherds living in the fields, keeping them watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appealed, appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, now listen, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Now, this is God's message of favor and grace and peace. I he says, don't be afraid. How are we not afraid in the presence of God? Because, friends, there's no fear in love, 1 John 4 says. For perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. But we're people who are not under condemnation because of what Jesus has done. So we don't fear punishment. John says in the verse preceding that little text I just quoted for you, John says this is how we can stand on judgment day because we do not fear judgment because you are highly graced, highly favored. You hear that? So you hear it in the text. It goes, I'm, this is the good news. You keep, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He's the Messiah. There's salvation. This is the good news. This is why there's great joy. Verse 12. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared and the angel praising God saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. That's the Christmas message. That's the advent. That's the encounter that God has initiated Glory to God in the highest. Woo, this is about worshiping God. This is God. And on earth, peace. Because his favor rests. We sing a Christmas carol. We think it means, well, we're hoping for no war in the world. And that would be awesome. You know, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. It's a terrible translation. On earth, peace to those on whom his grace rests. That's our message. That's God's encounter with us. That's the characteristic of this encounter is that his message is one of peace and favor. Man, that's good news. Don't be deceived, friends. God is seeking to encounter you and it is not to condemn you. It is to grace you. Second, he brings us to a world-changing purpose. This is what this encounter is about. This is what Mary's encounter was about. He says, you're highly graced, and then he gives her this job. You're going to conceive and give birth to a son, and you're going to call him Jesus, even though you're a virgin. He will be great, will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary's a 14-year-old girl. She's been to synagogue. She's doing the math. She's like, what? The Messiah is coming through my teenage womb. God has called us, every one of us, to an earth 
rattling, world-changing purpose, my friends. God does not encounter us for the sake of an encounter. He doesn't encounter us so that you get a warm fuzzy. He doesn't encounter us to relieve all of your pain and to give you all comfort. He doesn't encounter you to give you a little spiritual high. He encounters you to call you to his purposes, which will rock the world. Is that not awesome? So this is the nature of this encounter, of, of this initiative that he takes. He gives us peace. He calls us to a world-changing purpose. Third, he promises a way forward with his power. He promises a way forward with his power. Mary, of course, goes, uh, how's that going to happen since I'm a virgin? And you know, the Greek is really great. It's like, how, am I, is that a vir- how is that going to happen since I'm one who has not known a man? It's almost like she couldn't, she's not even using the, like, that's how they said it in polite society, like, God, I don't want <clears> to <throat> say the words, but how do, how I have not you know, known a man. Like, that's how she says in the, in the, in the Greek. <laughs> of course she's going to ask that question. And the answer the, whole, the answer the angel gave her is, the Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. The power of the Holy Spirit will come on you. It's the Holy Spirit that's going to bring power and it's going to overshadow you. And it carries this sense of a holy and powerful presence of God. This is the description of the cloud that descended on the tabernacle. You know what that is? That's in the Old Testament. When the Israelites were wandering in the desert, they built a temporary temple where God dwelled, where they worshiped him, where the very presence of God was. And in Exodus, you read these kinds of of descriptions. The cloud covered the tent of meeting, it was called. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses could not enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled on it and the glory of the Lord had filled it. This is a picture, of course, of the Holy Spirit who will fill and indwell all of us who have said yes to Jesus and the good news of salvation that God has offered. And it's this Holy Spirit that is our power to live this life that God is encountering us for. It's a powerful encounter. It's grace. It's peace. It's purposeful. And we go, uh, how am I going to do that? And the answer is, by the Holy Spirit, the power of the Most High will settle on you and around you. So we're told in Scripture then, you walk in the Spirit. You submit to the Spirit. You don't grieve the Holy Spirit. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. And in Acts, and you're going to receive power when my Holy Spirit comes on you. We're power-filled people. This is the encounter, friends. This is God's initiative, God's side of it. This message is peace and purpose and power. And now look at Mary's response. Look at Mary's response. This is Mary's yes, friends. Her response is her yes. This is her amen. This is her so be it. That's what amen means. This is her, all right, let it happen to God's initiative. God initiates and Mary responds. And it takes both the good news of great joy that will be for all people, that today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. That whole good news thing, friends, that's God's initiative. But our lives are full of yes or no moments that need to come in response to God's initiative every day. And this is Mary's yes or no moment. And look at what her responses are. First, she's fearful. She's troubled, she's messed up about it, but I don't think this really means that, like terrified, like scared to death, although we would have that as we encounter God, and we have felt that. 
But it isn't just that. I want to say she's fearful because she has this healthy fear of God. She has a, oh my gosh, what's going on right now? What's the meaning of this message? And she has a, she takes it dead seriously. She's greatly troubled. The meaning of that word is not just fear. It's churned up, upside down, thrown for a loop, undone. Like, I don't know if I can take this. I've encountered God. I don't know what to do about it, friends. That's how we should respond. She's responded with a healthy fear to God. And her yes was staying with it staying in it. I even heard, again, I heard Pastor Rick, I heard him say, man, the songs were coming out like I wanted to take the headphones off, like God's using Metallica. No more Metallica. Ah, Like I don't want to hear God. And then he went to sleep and God came with a dream. I mean, God kept coming at him. Our fearful response is to say, this is a holy moment. God's in my life right now. And it may be the one big moment where God reveals himself to you, or it may be the little moments that happen every single day where you realize I'm called to walk in the Holy Spirit. And this day, this encounter was designed by God before eternity. This is a holy moment. What's my yes? I got to stay in it. I got to be fearful that I do not miss out on this God moment that he's giving me. Now, wouldn't it be great to live with that kind of a fear, a healthy fear that everything you do and every relationship you have and every hour that you've been given is pregnant with a holy calling and purpose and presence of God. Mm -hmm. You can't miss that, friends. This is Mary's yes or no moment. She responds in this fearful way like, whoa, okay, this is blowing my mind, and she stays in it. Second, her response is that she's then thoughtful too. Look at, of course, she says, in verse 29, it says she wondered what kind of greeting this would be. And in verse 34, she asks the big question, of course, that everybody would ask, which is, uh, how is this going to happen? This was her yes. She's thoughtful. She's engaged. She hasn't shut off her mind. This is in our mission statement, that we think that everybody is on this journey toward life in Christ that's inspired and intelligent and involved. Our minds are part of this. God will engage our minds in it. And so she started engaging her mind. Her yes was to be thoughtful. Her yes was to enter into a relationship with God. She wasn't reluctant to process with God and face her doubts and her limitations and her lack of understanding and to say, God, I need a little more information here. What am I supposed to do with this thing? How's this going to happen? How is it going to unfold? And the beauty of that is because she did that, then God was able to engage with her and it led to the, what's gonna ne- the next steps are going to be and how it's going to unfold. And she was right in the center of God's will. Our yes to God showing up and God calling on us and God talking to us and God leading us and God intervening in our lives. Our yes is, whoa, all right, God, you got my attention. What could this mean? Talk to me. I'm asking you these questions. Tell me where it's leading. Tell me what the next steps are. And we engage in this relationship with God. And our no would be when we hear something that sounds frankly kind of crazy or too scary for us to embark on, we just kind of dismiss it and go, that's, that's too hard for me. Our no can be, I don't get any of this. It's crazy talk. It can't be God. I don't even know what this is about, so I'm out. If God wants me to do anything, man, he's just going to have to hit me over the head. Because we say that to God. And that's our out. Because most of us didn't, then the Bible doesn't fall off the shelf and actually hit us on the head. Mary's response is, it's fearful, it's thoughtful, and last, it's faithful. Verse 38, famous verse, I'm the Lord's servant, she answered. May your word to me 
be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. It's faithful. She followed through. In the end, she knew that God had shown up. She engaged with them in a thoughtful manner. The next steps were starting to get laid out. It was craziness. She was going to suffer all kinds of ways for this. I mean, Pastor Rick didn't tell his whole story. You know, part of the deal about you don't get into a gang, lead a 40,000-member gang in prisons, and then get out of it without fear for your life. Am I right? I mean, his, his decision to follow Christ meant that gang members were going to want to kill him for being unfaithful to the thing, to the gang. Hey, man, the cost to us is much less greater, but no less palpable to us when we realize if I actually step out and live for Jesus. But Mary engages God, healthy fear, it's a holy moment, and in the end, she was faithful. She stuck with it, and she said, I'm the Lord's servant. That defines me. It doesn't matter what's going to come my way. It doesn't matter what the risks are in the end. And this, you know, it looks like it all happened in a minute. Maybe it did here, friends. That's a picture for us. Sometimes it takes a while to be considering that stuff. But in the end, do we walk out of church? In the end, do we get off of our knees? In the end, do we, you know, uh, 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 get through that crisis by saying, this is it. I'm the Lord's servant. That's it. And then she goes on to say, may your word to me be fulfilled. I'm the Lord's servant. You do what you want. I'm the Lord's servant. I serve you. You do what you need to do in and through my life. That's my definition. Our lives, friends, are full of yes or no moments because God keeps coming, God keeps seeking, God keeps initiating, God keeps calling, God keeps giving us moments to encounter him in the big and in the small of our lives. He keeps coming and we get to say yes or no. Am I the Lord's servant? You tell me whatever you want and may it be. That's the call on us as the church. That's the call on true believers and followers of Jesus Christ. That's the message of Advent. God encounters, and we say yes. Come help us finish this service art. Our God, you are a God worthy of our lives and our praise and our submission, and may we be like Mary, eyes, ears, heart, open to seeing how you keep coming, and then courageous enough, faithful enough, thoughtful enough, fearful enough to respond with our yes. We long to be your people through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.